Nurse Deck, we give nurses a place to belong. Whether that's a platform to be heard or the breathing room to be accepted right where we are today. Nurse Deck is proud to be built by our collective nurse voice. The Nurse Voice interview series showcases the true diversity in nursing experience through individual storytelling. We hear from professionals from all walks of nursing life, in academia, at the bedside, in the C-suites of administration, and at the forefront of nurse-led innovation. Nurses are strong, but we need each other more than ever. Our stories connect and unite us, and we're thrilled to bring you a new one each week. I'm Brianna Kinney Orr, and this is The Nurse Voice. Hey everybody, Brianna here with another installment of our Insider Perspective series for Nurse Deck. Nurse Deck is built on our collective nurse voice, and today we are proud to add the voice of Justin Kelly. Justin is an oncology critical care nurse based out of Ohio with over 10 years of experience. You are a self-described entrepreneur, which I want to hear more about, and also a 2021 fellow for nursing government affairs and advocacy at Ohio State. And he also holds a master of healthcare innovation degree, which I didn't even know existed, um, that he puts to work improving the patient and nursing experience. Uh, welcome, Dustin. Thank you so much for doing this with us. Thank you, Brianna, for having me. Yeah. So let's start at the beginning. How did you get your start in nursing? Um, were you always wanting to be a nurse? What got you into oncology? Tell us how you got here. So I started way back when at Ohio State. I went to Ohio State originally in 2005. Uh, I have a bachelor's degree in health information management and systems. I was a student intern kind of working on the medical information side of things and realized mm. that I may have been missing some of that clinical piece. Mm. Uh, and I think it was January of 2005 when I found out that my grandmother was diagnosed with ovarian cancer. Oh, I'm sorry. So I, that was hard for all of our entire family. And mm. along the whole course of her journey through her cancer treatment, she said the nurses made all of the difference. Mm. So I finished my bachelor's degree at Ohio State and realizing that I was still missing that clinical piece, uh, I decided that I wanted to go into nursing and I did a second degree accelerated program at Mount Carmel. Uh, I did both bachelor's degrees in five and a half years. Uh, I don't recommend that. <laughs> that, was, <laughs> that was a lot of Why work not? <laughs> in a very short period of time. Uh -huh. um, that second degree program was 13 months and I came wow. out with ESN on the back end. And mm. I started at the James in March of 2011. And I've been there ever since. Wow. Uh, I started in the bone marrow transplant unit and worked with the bone marrow patients for about four years. Mm. And then I've been in all ICU. So all ICU, it's dedicated mm -hmm. oncology patients, which there are not a lot of ICUs out there that do just oncology patients mm -hmm. uh, since May of 2014. Yeah. That's an intensive area of nursing to go into, especially like coming from the inform informatics world. Mm -hmm. That How did you make that bridge to like, how did you know you could handle the blood and guts as well as like <laughs> computer aspect? <laughs> um, I, I, I feel like I knew that I wanted 
ICU, just based on my clinical experiences in nursing school, you're mm -hmm. correct that it is very intense, uh, labor intensive, psychologically intensive, physically yeah. demanding. Um, and I've always been one to challenge myself in that regard. Mm -hmm. And knowing what my grandmother had said, that the nurses had made all of the difference in her care. Mm -hmm. I wanted to serve kind of that, uh, serve in that emotional aspect of things for patients as yeah. well. Yeah, that's beautiful. Tell us a little bit more about this fellowship. Um, it's OSU, Nursing Government Advocacy. Can mm -hmm. you tell us about some of the objectives or what your actual role is as the fellow? So this role uh, is in conjunction with my current staff nurse role. I had applied for this and it was agreed upon with kind of the application process and with my management team that a certain amount of hours is dedicated to government affairs and advocacy while practicing as a bedside nurse. Mm -hmm. um, any nurse can apply for this fellowship. So regardless of whatever role that they're in, it's just X amount of hours are dedicated to government affairs and advocacy during the time of the fellowship. Mm -hmm. uh, I've had a very gratifying experience thus far uh, in that fellowship. And my, I think the month that I started, um, I participated in the virtual uh, AONL Advocacy Day. So I literally, there were, I think, seven different interviews that were set up with a mix of colleagues from around the state of Ohio mm -hmm. uh, advocating for um, mental health resources in nursing, um, documentation burden, and different types of just stressors on the nursing profession. Right. Um, in addition to just talking about the workforce in general and how we're gonna sustain the profession of nursing. Mm -hmm. As we've seen, that has been stressed quite quite a lot in the last yeah. two years and just moving forward, how we're going to um, change how we think about the nursing profession and mm -hmm. move forward. And it was really gratifying to talk with our legislators. They were all extremely complimentary of nurses and their role and what they're doing for patients and really wanting to listen uh, mm -hmm. to us to figure out what changes need to be made to right. make things better for clinicians, but also better for patients. Right, exactly. I mean, happy nurses is healthy patients. So Correct. Um, that's, that's amazing. I was going to ask what the government tie-in was, but you're, so you're actually working with legislators, like speaking with them one-on-one. -on -one. In the beginning, yes, we, yeah. we have, there were several interviews. Uh, I've worked a little bit with some legislators here and there throughout the rest of the fellowship. There's usually, um, there's been two fellows prior to me that have worked um, more, more closely on some specific issues that mm -hmm. has changed a little bit with my fellowship, just with the, pandem the pandemic itself sure. and being a little more virtual. Yeah. Uh, I think one of the fellows before me had helped coordinate the, the, the day at the Ohio State House. So uh, working very closely with congressional leaders on how we can bring awareness to the issues that are right. kind of, kind of uh, working with nurses. That's really cool. I think yeah. a lot of nurses out there think, you know, if they hear about certain bills or things that are coming to pass, you know, and they're like, the bunch of nurses are going to, you know, I live in Florida, Florida. So for us, mm -hmm. it would be Tallahassee, but mm -hmm. what, you know, the access that you can get to legislators. So it sounds like True. this fellowship is one way that you can actually yes. do, yes. do something rather than just, you know, hold a sign. I shouldn't yes. say just, I mean, I'm all about <laughs> protests right. and, and awareness, right. but 
Yeah, that's really cool. I'd never heard of um, a government and nursing yeah. fellowship before. So thanks. For it, it's, it's certainly been a tangible way yeah. that bedside nurses or nurses in any role can use their voice to advocate for the things that nurses need at the bedside or like I said, whatever role that they're in. Very cool. We'll definitely put links to, to find out more information about um, that program and, and others like that as well. Yeah. Um, but I think sometimes we always jump to like unionizing. It only has to be unionizing, you know, and there are other ways to, to get our I think voice. Unions, I think unions can be extremely successful uh, mm -hmm. with advocating for those nurses. Um, that has certainly, yeah. uh, as a nurse at Ohio State, I am part of the union and we've mm -hmm. It's been a great resource to have. That doesn't right. say that nurses at other hospitals don't have just as much opportunity to advocate for the, for the things that they need as well. Yeah, very cool. Let's talk about the importance of innovation with healthcare. Um, specifically, I mean, we've seen so much come out of COVID just forcing the issue on certain things. Mm -hmm. um, what do you think are some of the barriers that are still left to getting these innovative ideas to fruition? Where do I start? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so I obviously have my master's in healthcare innovation and going through that program was fantastic and amazing and working with the faculty. Um, they really have the foresight that I think is needed uh, right now for where healthcare needs to go. Mm -hmm. um, you've got some traditional paradigms in place, that being research and evidence-based practice and uh, quality improvement that all have wonderful assets to making change in organizations. But as I've learned kind of in my coursework and innovation, I think innovation has that potential key to make still long lasting changes, but may, maybe in a quicker way. Mm -hmm. uh, I think the statistic now is that um, within the context of research, it takes an average of like 15 years to get research into bedside practice. Mm -hmm. um, in doing my capstone project through the MHI program, um, we did essentially virtual rounding in the ICU mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. our timing, our, we couldn't ask for better timing under the circumstances yeah. we were in, in the midst of the pandemic, like I graduated in May of 2020. So we were in the thick of it. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and we created a pilot and a project where we will, we were able to facilitate and at least get uh, like a, that pilot and that infrastructure in place to say like, we can do virtual rounds because we know people are busy and right now people can't visit their loved mm -hmm. ones. Mm-hmm. And what was extremely gratifying in doing that capstone project is that we were able to facilitate uh, a final conversation between a family member and their loved one because oh, they couldn't wow. visit and they couldn't mm -hmm. get there. Yeah. And it was unfortunate that that had to happen for a multitude of reasons, but sure. in the least we were able to provide that forum or they, they were able to speak for that last time. Yeah. Yeah. Cause May, I mean, we're, some of us are still thinking this will be over by the fall, you know? <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. So to really work on those changes, thinking like these could be beneficial to us even beyond the scope of working under this crisis situation. That's um, true. Yeah, that's I, amazing. I think in terms of innovation as well, I, I would argue that every nurse is an innovator. Uh, I think uh, they may not think that, but how many things do you do or has a nurse done in their daily practice? Like I go back to years ago, we would 
tape one like a tongue depressor on the side of the bed where right. able to hold the IV line so they wouldn't fall on the floor mm-hmm. like that that is an innovation of sorts yes. and i think i have a colleague who uh created a device uh, herself and owns her own company that that can be held on the patient's arm or on the bedside rail to do that mm-hmm. um, so yeah. in my mind and how i move forward with innovation and how i want it to be seen in nursing is that i feel like every nurse regardless of role should have a pathway to innovate mm-hmm. yep I love it. Nurses are natural problem solvers and we yeah. find ways to get it done because right. we have such constraints right. on our day-to-day, you know, practical uh, to-do list <laughs> that we need true. to get through. So true. yeah, you're, you're a hundred percent right. I think that's so true. I think you, we hear like innovation and it's just such a big broad scope true. that sometimes we feel like only big things come from it, but it can true. be a series of small things that make your day-to-day life just so much smoother, you know? True. I think we probably overcomplicate innovation to some degree. <laughs> innovation is not, does not mean a new tech, doesn't have to mean a new technology right, or a right. brand new device or something that is big and brand new. Mm-hmm. It's as simple as um, doing my, like my capstone project or like what we did at Ohio State, like kudos to my colleagues in the university hospital. Uh, they were the ones that started in our ICUs, uh, having the IV pumps out of the room mm-hmm. uh, for the COVID positive patients to yeah. limit nurse exposure right. uh, to those patients. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just, that's, an, that's another example of an innovation. Right. Uh, it's innovation is on the tips of your fingers. It's just, and like to your point, nurses like nurses are problem solvers Mm -hmm. and we're going to get it done regardless i think the the imperative thing now is figuring out how to get those ideas yeah uh, pull those ideas out of nurses and how to get them uh, to the right people and get them connected to the right resources so we can Mm -hmm. put them into practice and bring them to full scale right that's that's exactly right um more into vlogs than pods you can also watch these interviews check out nurse stack on youtube for video features of these amazing nurses and more content by and for nurses just search nurse stack on youtube to find us and get watching What do you think one of the major problems nursing is facing is the nursing shortage, um, which has been, of course, accelerated by the pandemic, as many things have been. Um, coming from an innovative nursing, nursing-led uh, approach, what solutions do you think are out there um, either being implemented now or like we're at the tip of the iceberg of for maybe helping that situation? I think a good example of that for me now, and just kind of broadly speaking, is looking at the core of nursing responsibilities. Uh, Look at what a nurse is responsible for during a day. And I can tell you, like, in the course of my 12 years as an ICU nurse, so many things get piled on nurses and nothing ever gets taken away. Yes. Um, Some gratifying work that I've done in the last two years is actually looking at our electronic medical record and spending two years with a core group of people literally going row by row Mm -hmm. and custom list choice by custom list choice and taking away a bunch of things that just were superfluous and not needed. Right. That that impacts nurse time. Yes. I'm, I'm giving time back to the nurses and in turn that time it can be spent 
providing the patient care, patient care that patients need. Exactly. And that's getting that CVC dressing change done, that's doing that Foley care when it's needed, mm-hmm. making sure that you have the time to get a patient up with a gait belt to make sure that they don't fall. Yeah. So going back to the original question, it's really looking at the responsibilities of the nurse and what what can we take away to allow them to do mm-hmm. what they need to do. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's such a good point. And so it's such a simple concept to have a nurse behind the person on the screen looking down that task list as opposed to someone that's like, doesn't seem like they need to be doing this, but I'm not a nurse, but I'm just guessing, you know. Right. So I think that's how it feels to nurses a lot of the times that the decisions that are affecting their shifts are not being made by nurses who have even given it a once over, let alone coming up with the ideas. Um, so yeah, I think that's that's very true. Um, another conversation I was having earlier this week was with someone who was talking about trying to make, um, she, she works in like, for lack of a better term, big data <laughs> for hospitals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she says, you know, it'd be so cool if we had just like a central registry of nurses and like all their unique qualifications. And like, you know, this one's has this certification and that one and being able to just like press a couple of buttons in the morning and figure out where everybody would best be served. You know, almost mm-hmm. like everybody's a float pool nurse in a way. Um, but the way there are some organizations I think that are looking at that, um, as a retention strategy, right? So, looking at uh, nurse A, nurse B, nurse C have at the base, like they can be a nurse, but all of them have separate characteristics. Mm -hmm. And instead of being um, married to a certain unit, or yeah. if they're on a certain unit for a period of time, looking at those responsibilities and say, oh, this person has this quality, how can we, and they're either wanting to leave or thinking about leaving, is there an opportunity to move them to a different area to create a little more balance for them and right. also use the, school, use the skills that they have? Yeah, you know, because having eight patients on one unit is a lot different than having eight patients on another unit. Um, Very true. (laughs) Trying to balance it out that way. I was like, you know, that that's so that's what technology should be doing for us. You know, taking the burden of those like when you're walking in as the charge nurse and you're like, you got these four call outs and here's your patient's assignment for the day. And ta-da, make your magic happen. Be nice to have some sort of a a data point to refer to for that, Mm -hmm. I think, Um, than just winging it, which is what it feels like a lot of people are doing. True. We're, we're, we're getting it done somehow. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's the truth. Exactly. Um, I know you're really passionate about patient care and the patient experience, quality patient care and the, the experiences that they have, um, especially being an oncology nurse um, where patients are spending most of their lives or a period of their lives in a hospital or in, a, in an acute care setting. Mm-hmm. Um, tell, talk to us a little bit about your concept of quality patient care and what you think is important to improve the patient experience? I think in that regard, every patient is different. Every family is different. My interaction um, with those patients and families uh, is is imperative. Um, The quality care that I provide is starts with my interactions with Mm -hmm. patients and families. It's, it's walking in the door and, introducing myself and making sure that they know who I am and that I will be 
taking care with taking care of them and mm -hmm. their family members for for this shift or or that shift mm -hmm. um yes there are a plethora of tasks that need to be completed during my day and i'm worried about the ventilator and the CR, the continuous dialysis machine and the iv pumps uh, but beyond that uh is is a loved one is a father is a mother uh, is a daughter uh, to have and that person is still a person in that bed that needs to be taken care of mm -hmm. it's it's talking to them it's getting to know them right uh, beyond the beeps and the alarms um the meds that i have to give and i think that is where the quality of care comes in is yes i i am responsible for a lot as an icu nurse and i need to know a lot and manage a lot but mm -hmm. what is more important especially after after the last two years is ensuring that the relationship uh, is there with that patient and that loved one mm -hmm. uh, for however long that i'm taking care of them wow that might be my most favorite answer to that question <laughs> ever that was so perfect and such a good um summation of what nursing feels like to nurses um mm -hmm. And what it should feel like for patients um, just being on the patient side of things a few times in my life I, it's you know you can't help but wear that like nursing hat at the same time and mm -hmm. say like mm -hmm. how do they go about their day right but i'm always impressed with the ones that just take a few minutes at the beginning to acknowledge like the human being in the bed and you how often be, that's as i'm sure you know but as most like you would be astonished at how much of a calming sense uh, a family member has if if a nurse sits down yes, in right. the room with them. Yes. I, I know that that is not possible some days, right? Uh, but it is the, the difference in demeanor between mm -hmm. like you racing around the room, which trust me, I'm, I'm there <laughs> more yes. days that my, my colleagues will attest to that. That's usually how my shifts go. Yeah. Um, but sitting down and talking to them, it doesn't have to be for a long time, right. but it's just the fact that you're sitting down to take a minute to acknowledge that mm -hmm. yes, they have a loved one in that, in that bed, but they're there too. Yeah. Makes all yeah. the difference. It really so does. Um, that's, that's great. Tell us a little bit about the 2022 James nursing annual innovation and research day, which is happening on April 19th. Um, yes. What are nurses getting out of this? So I actually co-chair our James Nursing Innovation and Research Council. Okay. So me, me and one of my staff nurse colleagues lead a monthly meeting in that regard. And for the past several months, I've been working with our marketing and event planning folks to plan our virtual innovation day for innovation and research day. Mm -hmm. uh, we have several, uh, several different speakers uh, coming in, Dr. Micah Skeens, Dr. Diane Von Ott, Dr. Michael Ackerman, who are well-known in the innovation and research world. Mm -hmm. And we really want to, in my mind, demystify kind of that, like you hear nursing research, you, you hear nursing innovation, you think mm -hmm. there are these big, scary uh, concepts and we're hoping to kind of bring that down a little bit and give people some energy around wanting to do nursing research, wanting to do nursing innovation and give them some tools and resources mm -hmm. um, within our own organization to make that happen for nurses. Because yeah. like I said, every every nurse, regardless of role, of their role, should have a pathway to innovate and do research. 
Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. And is it, you're actually holding it on campus where you work? It's or? virtual. It's virtual. Oh, year. virtual. Okay. Yep. Gotcha. A couple, several pre-pandemic, we had it in person. Mm -hmm. um, and we had, so at the Ohio State College of Nursing, we also have an, we have the innovation studio, which is a little bit mobile. Mm -hmm. um, they come and they've got kind of some engravers and some different product making devices that they bring and people were able to, to disclose some ideas yeah. uh, in that regard. Um, cool. we, we hope to do that next year in person. Mm -hmm. Fingers crossed. I'm, yep. I, I hope we're heading in that direction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but this is really a chance um, for nurses to kind of take a step back and think about what they're doing at the bedside and mm -hmm. how they can make changes within the context of their own role. Right. Um, and in that regard, it, it does have obviously an oncology focus at, as well. We have mm -hmm. the, the few people that I mentioned there. Uh, have some research uh, directly in oncology. So it's obviously for oncology nurses, but some of these concepts can be applied to all nurses as well. Yeah, that's really awesome. Talk to us a little bit about the degree that you hold, Master of Healthcare Innovation, which again, never have I ever even heard of this, which sounds so awesome. Right. Um, what yeah. advice do you have for nurses who are maybe they have ideas that are popping up into their head. And I mean, I know the, the um, what you just described the research day is one way for them to like actually talk to people who they can network with and mm -hmm. maybe see how these things um, come to be. But uh, nurses that are, are trying to implement innovative ideas inside wherever they work, um, how, what advice do you have for them? Your community of real nurses is waiting for you. Join Nurse Social from Nurse Deck today to connect and network with nurses from all over. Ask questions and share advice. Only verified nurses and nursing students have access to member areas. So new nurses, veterans, mentors, and leaders are here to connect and support one another. Get rewards for participating in your community. Score social points as you engage with fellow nurses and redeem your credit to support a growing list of products and services created by other nurses. Follow topics that interest and affect you as a nurse. Your peers are creating topics and stocking them with an unlimited supply of advice and resources. And you can follow along to help build a better world for nurses everywhere. Head to social.nursestack.com to join in today. We'll see you there. Would say just do it but i know that that is <laughs> that is hard and that is so complex and i i understand that but i think uh the director of my program would also agree with that to some degree um i think nurses are afraid sometimes to kind of put themselves out there and want to make change and want to bring their ideas to fruition but i would encourage any nurse that has any idea to mm -hmm. network and reach out uh, you have no idea um, how many times, at least in, in, in the context of my schooling, but also in general, uh, how many times I've just reached out to someone within my own organization and they're mm -hmm. like, sure, yeah, I can help you. Yeah, uh, right. You never I feel know. Like chances are, if you have a thought of something, probably another nurse has had that thought as well. Like, wouldn't it be nice if we had blah, blah, blah to help with blah, blah, blah? Yes. And I'm, I'm very fortunate at Ohio State. Obviously, we have the... Um, 
OSU College of Nursing and the Master of Healthcare Innovation Program. There are a couple mm. other programs throughout the country. Um, I want to say at UPenn, maybe, and also at Arizona. Mm -hmm. uh, so there are some um, programs. Yeah, Penn has out. a big innovative uh, in nursing yes. leg. The, the beauty of the MHI program at Ohio State is that it's actually all virtual and all online as well. Wow. So people can take what they learn in the context of that program and apply it to their own organizations, right. which I think is great. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed every minute of my um, coursework. Maybe not every minute, but <laughs> <laughs> but it was certainly gratifying. The, the, the faculty were amazing. They want to see nurses succeed and i think an, another thing about the program itself is that it wasn't all nurses mm -hmm. uh, it was physical therapists it was radiation technologists it was nurses that are in leadership yeah. so it was it was very gratifying to come together and have all of those voices kind of at the table because no no nurse thinks the same way mm -hmm. uh, which is also great um you have one idea, you're trying to solve one problem, a bedside nurse is going to think differently than a leader. A leader just has different experience yeah. and can bring that into um, the project or whatever you're working on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's actually a great segue for my next question for you about community. Um, just when you were talking about that collaborative nature between yes. different modalities working together, I think for the like, average bedside nurse right now who's so run down who's so burnt out who's like why am i even a nurse do i even like this job um i think they forget what it's like to be around people that are really excited about nursing and mm -hmm. the future that it still holds and the bright lights that are still part of it um because when you get on nursing school you're all like yay look at my stethoscope mm -hmm. you know i'm legit but it, it can beat you down pretty quick. The reality mm -hmm. of it, especially if you stepped into it during the last two years. True. Um, but what you just said, I think is such a great thing to remember for nurses that are maybe in that other negative space right now. Mm -hmm. um, and being plugged into a community that's, that's professional and excited about nursing and yes. forward thinking. Um, can you talk a little bit about your experiences with communities like that or, or other communities and how you think um, nurses can benefit from them? I have, so two things. One, find a mentor. I have oh. several mentors that I've kind of had over the past several years who have been wonderful and amazing and who have helped to guide my nursing career. And some have been in my own organization and some have not been. Mm -hmm. Uh, LinkedIn is a wonderful resource. Every yeah. nurse should be on LinkedIn. Um, there are so many webinars and forums that are free and you can attend. Um, I've attended some uh, ANA California webinars and there was a webinar recently about nurses in the media and how you navigate that in context with your organization. And it was just, it was great to hear that people are talking about that and yeah. they're all nurses. Um, yeah, I think that's so true. But in terms of like bodies of groups of people, uh, Sanciel is a wonderful resource. Mm -hmm. It's the Society of Nurse Researchers and Entrepreneurs and Leaders. And Rebecca Love is one of the co-founders, I believe. 
I, I think of that group. Um, they have been amazing to work with. Mm-hmm. Everybody is excited about nursing. Everybody is excited about uh, innovation in nursing. So I would encourage mm-hmm. people to look into that one as well. Mm-hmm. Um, they do hackathons mm-hmm. semi often. I've attended a few hackathons, which have been great. Mm-hmm. You sit with computer programmers and engineers. And it's astounding what those voices yeah. uh, bring to the table and what solutions that you can come up with Yeah, um, with everybody sitting at the table in a weekend. Yes, right. We uh, we had a conversation with Mary and Leary a few months yes. back, who's part of that whole circle. And I, I think my jaw was on the floor just listening. I'm like, where was this <laughs> when I was at the bedside, you know? Right. Just, it sounds so cool. Um, yeah, that's a really good point. And I think this is a great um, time to be a part of those type of things because there's so many things that are still in the virtual space. Oopsies, we lost ya. Hopefully he jumps back in. Just gonna sit tight. My droopy face, oh my God. <laughs> dee, 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 dee. Oh, there you are. Sorry. That's okay. Sorry about that. No worries. Um, I will just jump back in. Another question I had for you was about this um, term, intrapreneur. Can you explain that? I'm intrigued. So we all are, a lot of people know what entrepreneurs are. They kind of go out and create new ideas and start new businesses uh, and have to go down the kind of venture, venture capitalist route to try to create these changes. Uh, entrepreneur is attempting to do that in the context of the organization that you work in. So I feel okay. like that is kind of the mold that I've kind of taken within my own organization. Mm-hmm. I like to have a seat at the table. Sometimes I bring my own own chair to that table yep. <laughs> trying to navigate some of the complexities of a, a, a big, large academic medical center. Mm-hmm. And, in, and embracing that entrepreneur spirit, it's figuring out how to make things better um, in our own in in our own organization for what nurses need, and in turn, what for patients and their families need as well. Yeah, I love that. It's like grassroots, but staying in your little patch of grass. <laughs> yeah, very nice. Um, so we are wrapping up here. Tell me, is there any messages we always like to leave this open at the end? Is, if there's any message you have for nurses, we have a lot of nursing students and, and nurses that are just getting into the field, um, as well as, you know, all, all levels, really. Um, but is there anything you want to give a shout out to <laughs> for nurses right now? I would say for any nurse, don't be afraid to put yourself out there. I think I've spent the last 12 years of my nursing career attempting to change what the traditional bedside nurse role looks like. Yes, I'm a nurse uh, in the ICU, um, but I am also a government affairs fellow. Um, very randomly, I, w- I helped with and helped with a group of people and sat on a committee that are that kind of arranged a national dance kind of competition and reward. Um, 
system what there was the song that came out uh, that brown and gray put out several several months or years ago and then after that the nurses everywhere company kind of had a little competition around could could nurses emulate that just to kind of bring some awareness and fun to the uh -huh. nursing profession um i've also sat on Uh-oh. <laughs> Let's see. Do, 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 do. Are you still there? Yep, still nope. here. Letter group. Yep. Sorry, I, I have cut up okay. for a second. We'll a letter group in, 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 a, in an emotional intelligence book club, and we showed that we had increased uh, nurses' emotional intelligence at the bedside. Um, Emotional Intelligence Book Club. I just love everything about that. Yes. <laughs> Sounds amazing. We, we use the Emotional Intelligence 2.0 book and just measured before and after and practiced those little things in the context of our own council and had them practice out wherever in whichever area that they worked in mm -hmm. and showed an increase in their emotional intelligence, which I thought was awesome. That's so cool. Wow. Yeah. I think, I think as well, um, talk to your leaders and talk to your nurse managers. Like I would be remiss if I didn't thank my direct leadership for allowing me to do some of the things that I've done over the course of my nursing career. Mm -hmm. um, and it takes a, takes a special person to allow me to do, do those things. Um, but in that regard, um, it can't hurt to ask. Like, yeah. Yes, and I think I'm leaders are, are wanting to see that, you know, like, especially now when nurses are so, beat down mentally to see any little like shoot trying to come up between the cracks of cement is like they they want to nurture something you know mm -hmm. so let why not have it be you and your ideas and i the probably the last thing that i'll mention like i currently also sit on the ana innovation advisory committee uh the business entrepreneurship and intrapreneurship arm of of that group mm -hmm. and so I, going back to the original question, it's don't limit yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, you you will be a bedside nurse for however long you want to be. I'm still a bedside nurse uh, right now, but the options are limitless for what mm -hmm. you want to experience and what do you, what you want to accomplish as a nurse. Yeah. And arguably, I would say you can do anything as a nurse. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's such you're such a great example of we. Um, talk a lot on our site about organizations and the importance of like belonging to different groups and networking. Um, mm -hmm. And you are a perfect example of that. Cause you just, you never know who you're going to stumble across and right. have a conversation that has to do why you're all sitting there or not. Um, sure. But now you've made that connection and you never know when it's going to pop back up in your life or when you may need to reference back to that person. Um, mm -hmm. And, and I feel like people are just eager to help each other right now. Um, Agreed. Keep nurses around and and motivated and happy and yeah. fulfilled. So, um, thank you so much for sharing your experience and all the different things that you're a part of. Again, I think just such a great example of that. Um, and we look forward to getting this out there to the world so they can take a listen to your story as well. I've certainly done a lot of different things as a nurse. Um, if, if anybody watching this or reading this wants to reach out i'm happy to to talk to anybody further i think it's it's been very gratifying over the course of the last 12 years to not only um 
bolster my ICU nurse practice, but also figure out what different areas uh, I can be in and how I can affect change um, on a local, state, national uh, level. And it's, like I said, the the options are limitless as a nurse. It's you, if you want to take anything on, I encourage you to do that because you can make change anywhere. That's right. That's right. I agree. Well, Justin, thank you so much. Um, We will definitely let people know how to find you. And we always like to invite you if you're not already on our social site. We have a lot of conversations and and groups happening there. We're still kind of in our infancy over there, but it's been taking off. So um, I think I've seen, I've tried to read all of the features that you've put on thus far. I feel like I hadn't seen the entrepreneur word come up yet. So I'm hoping yeah. that that, that message yeah. can be relayed and, and nurses can be encouraged to make changes with their own organization because Absolutely. It, it can be done. And we all know that it needs to be done, I think. Yes. Very, very true words. Awesome. Well, thanks so much. We will catch you around. All right. Yeah. If you guys need anything or want to reach out in the future, don't, don't hesitate to do so. Awesome. Thanks, Justin. Thanks, Have a good Brianna. rest of your day. You too. This has been a Nurse Tech production hosted by NP Jamie Smith and RN Brianna Kinney Orr. This episode was produced and edited by Juan Paolo Toison and Julia Taliesin. Join us on social.nursetech.com to connect with podcast hosts and guests and experience a truly nurse-centered online community. Thank you for listening.